This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Our guest today is the lovely Glenda Lane. Glenda teaches high-achieving women who feel confined and exhausted by trying to do it all that there is another way with more fulfillment, ease, and spaciousness that doesn't cost their health and well-being. She has combined 32 years as a physical therapist and 11 years as an intuitive soul guide, merging science and spirituality to help women tap into their innate body wisdom, remember who they really are, and make choices that are aligned with their true nature. Glenda assists women to finally truly relax into being the truth of who they are and embody the codes of flourishing. I'm so excited to hear from our guest Glenda today. Hooray, we are back again on When Spirit Calls and I am really excited about our guest today. I mean, you guys know me, I'm always excited about our guests, but this woman here today, Glenda Lane, she is the one that actually opened a channel I didn't know existed. And years and years ago, pre-COVID time, uh, this woman came into my circle, onto my radar, and I felt immediately drawn to her. And as that unfolded, she was having these like sacred circles with these women and we would go to her house. And so I started going and she, one day she said, okay, I'm going to, light language is coming through. And she started talking this gibberish. And I remember at first being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I don't know if you remember us having conversation after that of being like, well, it felt weird, but it felt really good. Um, yeah, totally. But, you know, uh, you opened up this channel of light language. And as you as I got through my own ego saying this was really weird, all of a sudden it's like my body just received it and it understood it and it felt it. And it was so powerful. I'm actually getting goosebumps just talking about mem that, <laughs> that memory. Um, and, you know, and then I went back again to another sacred circle. And then, you know, you're doing light language again. And the second time I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I know what this is. And it was like this muscle memory that happened for me. And then after that, guess what? I started getting called to speak light language. And although my light language is diff quite different from yours, what it did is it like you stepping into that truth gave me permission to do it. So anyway, folks, can you help me welcome Glenda? Hi, Glenda. Hi, Deanne. <laughs> so good to be with you. I'm so happy you're here. And I, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but it was such a powerful thing for me because if you could have the courage to do it, then it was almost like, okay, I can maybe lean into what this is because I've always felt compelled to sing and to, you know, express mm. in all these way ways. And as a kid, I spoke light language all the time. I just didn't even know I was doing it. And yeah. so I had shut it down for so long and what a gift that was for me. So that's why I just wanted to start with that. So the audience understands, you know, the power in us having the courage to lean in, even if at first it feels a bit uncomfortable or weird, what that does is create this beautiful ripple effect. So thank you for that. Let's start with uh, that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for being part of my circles and coming into my world. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was just such a fascinating time for me and being able to share that with people. And, um, but I just knew, like, I knew that it was for me to do. And I, I didn't know exactly why, you know, yeah. that like, oh, you're going to activate people and they're going to start speaking light line. You know, I didn't have that um, awareness. But what I knew was like, this is to be shared. This is not just for me and is to be shared um, and, and whatever, however people receive it is how they receive it. And I just kind of completely let go of what people would think. You know, oh, I love that you did that because it was such a gift for myself. And I think many others uh, who have probably been activated from you since, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just hearing the call. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening in and they're saying you guys are going to do some light language. So I think at the end of today, 
after we're done chatting, I think we should treat our audience to some light language. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm getting the chills as you say that. So yes. yes. Okay. So we know we're, we know we're on track. Well, Glenda, without us, you know, getting too far down that light language (laughs) rabbit hole, I want to, I want to give the audience a chance to actually know who you are. So um, why don't you start us off and just letting us know, how did you get to this point, you know, of being this beautiful guide and this coach for people um, to really find the freedom within themselves? You know, what was that journey like? You know, obviously spirit called you at some point. So I would just love for you to share this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's a journey. It really is. It's been, uh, you know, I'm not one of these people who, um, felt very much in, in touch with spirit as a young one. Um, I mean, obviously I was, but do you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't like, okay. Um, I was, I did speak the gibberish too, but didn't know what it was. Um, and also like, it just never even occurred to me. I didn't grow up in a very sort of spiritual religious family at all. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a huge shift for me to be where I'm at now. And I'm just so grateful for it. But I think the thing that really activated my, let's say my, um, spiritual journey was gosh, about 20 years ago. Now, um, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and it was, and it was terminal. So, you know, I got the phone call. My parents live in Ontario and, it was like a bomb went off in my life. I had never really experienced anything um, like trauma with a capital T, let's put it that way. You know, I, there's nothing that I had really um, experienced up until that point. And um, anyway, I went home to Ontario and looked after her for her kind of last three months on this earth plane. And and it was after she transitioned that I really just went into this place, like kind of took a step back because I felt like something was missing, Deanne. Like I didn't know what it was. I just was like, everything looks good on paper, right? I had an amazing physical therapy career. Um, You know, I was traveling with Canadian um, teams abroad, right? To Turkey and Beijing and um, working with our Canadian athletes there. you know, so from a career perspective, everything was great. I had um, bought my own house and uh, and I had great friends and like just everything was kind of tickety-boo, right? And then this experience for me really just made me again, take a step back and go, so why do I feel this way? Right. Like, why do I, and I didn't know, even wasn't even really in touch with how I felt <laughs> at the time, right? Because it was actually very disconnected from my body. I was like a head walking around on a stick, yeah. Very, um, you know, very bright, straight A student all the way through, right through university, all the achiever. things. Yeah. Achiever, yeah, very much a serial achiever. And um, and so use my mind a ton, right? Well, for everything. Right. And um, and also during up until that point, what had showed up in my body was some chronic neck and back pain. I had hormonal imbalances, I had digestive issues. Um, I think at that point, trying to remember, no, at that point I hadn't, um, had any melanomas yet, but they were to come. Right. So my body had started speaking to me up until then, but I was so like, like what? Well, I think you're like, you were like most people are, you know, we, we go, we get the job, we start the family, we do all the things. I mean, I was there too, but there was such a disconnect for me too. And I couldn't figure out like, why? Am I not feeling happy when I have all the things that everyone told me would make me happy? Yeah. And for me, especially like all the achievements, right? And so I, um, it's such a funny story. Anyway, when I came back to Edmonton, there, there's this little magazine, I think it's called, is it Metro? Um, Is it Metro City? The one that has all sorts of programs that you can take all different courses and stuff, right? So that had come in my mailbox and I was flipping through it. And there was this advertisement for like a half day workshop. And what caught my eye about it was um, learn how to bend spoons with energy. Oh, right. And I was like, like, what? And, you know, I really hadn't had a lot of um, 
really an exposure to the world of energy. Other than learning, I had done some training in traditional um, Chinese medical acupuncture through my physical therapy. So, you know, I, that and that was like a whole new world for me too, right? It was just right. like take your Western medicine hat off and right. right. And yeah. And so I was like, this is cool. So I went to this workshop and the woman who was teaching it was um, a psychic intuitive. She had just moved up from Calgary. And when she was in Calgary, she had been helping the police in finding missing children. That was kind of one of the things that she was doing. And anyway, long story short, I ended up training with her for two years. I, I took her, her courses and programs, learned how to read energy. And I think, too, there was a part of me, well, I know, there was a part of me that just wanted to be able to be in connection with my mom still. You know, I really believed that when we die, we'd, we're not just done, like, you know, that our spirit lives on. And and so that I think it was that. And also I was doing it for very personal reasons. Like I was just doing it for me and my journey. And um, yeah, so learned to do all sorts of readings on people and even etheric uh, readings, right? People who passed on and and realized that I actually had quite an ability that I didn't know. Um, never intended to do this work ever. <laughs> like it was just never do. No, still doing physio, all the things, but that really opened me up. I, I then started to understand like, wow, you know, just what I can do. And it, it led to, I, I'm just going to make it brief here, but I've done three year long energy schools, mystery schools, um, very energy focused, learning to read energy, move energy, like all the things go direct with consciousness. And, um, and then I, and one of the programs, the, actually the first year long one that I took, it was called Enwaken Coaching. So it was a coaching program, how to become an energy coach. Wow. And I recognized during that program, like, I want to do this. Like, mm. I, this is really exciting for me. Like, I love this. Yeah. And, um, and so I started to do that very part-time. When I first started working uh, in my business, I was eight months pregnant with my second child and I had an almost two-year-old. <laughs> and so I started very part-time, obviously, had a newborn yeah. and what have you, but that was kind of the beginning for me. And I I was like, yeah, this is, this is what's floating my boat, right? And the physio world for me was starting to take a bit of a backseat at that time. I kind of lost a bit of the passion for it. And I think part of it was my training up until that point had really been about treating the physical body, right? Mm -hmm. People come in with an injury, not that we would isolate treatment to like one body part, or right. obviously you see the body as a whole, but yeah. I just knew there was more to it than that. I knew there was an, because I'd learned that there's an energetic route to every physical manifestation in the body. And so there was some frustration for me around that because I was like, I know that we can go much deeper and um, just wasn't in an environment at that time to be able to do that. So that's what kind of started started my work. And I've been doing it for 11 years. And uh, and of course, that's morphed and changed and like all the things. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said, started speaking light language about mm, is it five years ago now, I want to say something like that. And so lots has evolved, obviously, as I have. And uh, yeah, and now it's just my passion to um, to work with women. Really, really, it's a self-remembrance journey. You know, it's really like, okay, who am I without all the conditioning, without all the programming, yeah. and just remembering the essence of who we are. And then not only remembering that, but then living it. That's the embodiment part. And oh. so that's what like lights me up. Um and then I've also gone back to physio. So I've been in and out of this profession. That's like, I'm like a yo-yo, right? People are like, what are you working at? Like, what? I thought you weren't, you know, but I, I got called, called yes. <laughs> back in November was like, yeah, Glenda, it's time for you to go back into the profession and do it differently. And wow. to, bring, to bring this whole being approach, um, mind, body, spirit, emotions, you know, energetics into what you're doing. Wow. And so, yeah, so I do that a couple of days a week at um, Thrive Therapy Clinic here in Edmonton. And then the other days I'm doing doing my coaching. So I get to play with people in just different ways. And it's just another avenue that I get to, you know, be the gift that I am and express yeah. that into the world. Right. So oh, I love this so much. 
You know, um, you know, you mentioned briefly, you know, your mom's terminal cancer and, you know, how that hit you. Um, Would you say that losing her, though, was a catalyst for you to really be like, what am I doing over here? Like, am I really happy? Like, was that kind of part of that? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, it really was the turning point for me. And what I realized, Deanne, was, you know, at the time I believed uh, I don't believe it anymore because I know she's really with me um, is that I had lost my my biggest cheerleader. Right. Like my biggest supporter, my biggest yeah. cheerleader. Um, our relationship was very close. So I had an amazing yeah. mom. And I realized I was like, OK, it's time for me to become my biggest cheerleader. Yes. Ooh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so like, what a gift your mom gave you in that, oh, isn't that huge. something like, I'm That's sure at the time yeah. you weren't thinking her death <laughs> was anything close to a gift, of course. Yeah. And for those of you experiencing grief, it, it certainly might not feel that way, but now, you know, I can see that you look back at that and you say, oh, thank God that happened for me, oh. you know, because yeah. it allowed yeah. you to step in, like you said, to be your own cheerleader. You know, totally. when you're an overachiever, oftentimes we get caught up in that needing that affirmation and the accolades and the recognition, right? Yeah. And really what this did for you is it brought you into the space of recognizing like, oh, I I have everything right here yeah. and I can yeah. celebrate that within myself and I can help myself along the way. I just think that's like, it's so powerful. And I just, yeah. I'm covered in chills about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's I've recognized, and this is even just recently, I mean, I, I knew this about loving myself, but just, I think in the last couple of months, I really got this message of, I get to now love myself the way that my mom loved me. So it was like this unconditional love that I can not only give to myself, but I can, I had, didn't realize this, but I had this kind of belief that I could only get it from her. Um, and then she was gone that I, right. And it really affected my receiving. It was fascinating. I was blocking receiving from others because yeah. I had this like subconscious belief that, oh, well, she's not here. Therefore, like, but I know that I can now let all of life in and not um, have any blocks around that. So I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's a testament to your own evolution and what you've been able to do to really take those life experiences and recognize Mm -hmm. that there's so much more beneath them, you know, beneath our original perception of it. I also love, I love that you were actually reading a newspaper, you know, because I'm sure people listening are like, do they have those still? Do they exist? Um, But you're reading the the Metro, right? And getting like, just having a checkout. And how brilliant is it that that particular ad called out to you and the path that it led you on? You know, and you think, well, okay, what are the chances that I would have been looking at that time on that page, you know, and Mm -hmm. that caught my eye. And I think that's just a reminder that spirit's always working on behalf of us. You know, sometimes we miss it because we're so busy or we're so whatever we're doing, we're caught up in the moment. Um, But spirit's always talking to us. And I I love that it, it brought you in so that you could do the work that you're doing. So let me ask you, oh, yeah, go Uh, ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it can appear to be so random and it's so not. Right. (laughs) Like, it's just like, oh, wow, that was really random. And if this didn't happen, then this journey wouldn't have. I'm like, no, I would have still gone on the journey. It just would be in a different avenue. It just happened to be this, right? Right? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, everything's for you, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. I I love that. I love that, um, that belief system. At least it really works for me. So you've been on this like incredible journey and you've really dug into yourself and into your healing. I wonder, you know, what does, what does freedom look like to you? Because, you know, this is one of the things you really focus on with the work that you do is helping people find freedom within themselves. Yeah. And and so what does that, what does that mean to you? Um, because I just, I think it means something different to, you know, different people. So can you just help us to give us some foundation of that for yourself? Yeah. And this, and this may not, you know, a lot of people may not agree with me on this, but it, the, the, the truth is we are free. We've always been free right from the get go. It's the belief that we're not free and it, or the feeling of not right. That confinement in some way, or that stifling in some way. 
And so for me, freedom is really about being free to be able to choose from our truth, to Mm -hmm. choose from our heart and soul versus choosing from fears or, you know, uh, limiting beliefs, patterns, like all the things, right? All the, yeah, all the things. So freedom for me is, is to be in that place of like, just knowing like your own knowing and not needing it to be validated or agreed with or any of it, but just like, that's freedom. It's like, yeah, this is for me and I know it and I don't need to convince anyone. And this is my path. And this is like my choice. So it's really freedom of conscious choice. Um, We're always choosing, right? So we're always choosing, but so much of it is unconscious. And so it really is this like, choosing from a place of truth. Um, I, and love. I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that description because I do think we all kind of have our own levels of truth within ourselves. Right. Yeah. Um, and I recently had an experience um, with somebody who had a perception of me and how I showed up. I was really proud of how I showed up in the experience, but their perception was like so far from that. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it really hurt me that they believed the things that they believed about me. Uh, and it hurt my heart deeply, but I also recognize that I showed up with so much integrity and so much love. If they weren't in a position to receive that or, um, had their own traumas or beliefs around it. And so they're using me as the blame, right? They're blaming me for whatever Mm -hmm. they experienced in their life. I have really come to this place of freedom, but it's taking me some time to do that. It's, and I think this is part of the work that you do where you really help people so that we're not being held hostage in being worried about what other people think in, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in, you know, whatever that achievement needs to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's really powerful because I think so many people are so caught up in that false world. It's a false world, yeah. right? Um, I can't remember who said it, but they said, um, the only jail is in your mind. Yeah, it's true. You know? And so we get to choose. We have the power of free will. That's the beautiful part of being human, right? So we yeah. have that power to choose how we respond to the world around us, Yeah, right? That ultimately, to me, that's like that power position, right? Um, and it's that personal power over self, because once we have the personal power over self, we don't necessarily have a desire to have power over other people, right? It's just that whole dynamic, right? Whether it's like power over what they think, right? About us or power over what they're doing and their actions, right? We don't need that because we have such conviction and understanding of our own beingness. Yes. Yeah. It really is that. And the more that I have come to understand and know my true self underneath the limiting beliefs and the conditioning and the patterning, the more that I can see that in other people and and where they're coming from. So that is really helpful in if someone says something to me that's really hurtful for me to go, wow, okay, this is actually not about me. This is about what's going on for them. Mm-hmm. And all they know how to do is project it or judge because yeah. that's a safety thing. It's a way of trying to protect themselves and haven't been taught, right? How to be with what they're feeling or even become aware. Let's let's right. right? Everyone is at a different, different stage. Level yeah. of awareness, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, I can now see where people are coming from and, you know, hurt people, hurt people. So if someone is attempting to hurt me, I know there's something going on with that. Right. And it can take me to a place of compassion instead of me going into protection mode. Right. Well, because that's oftentimes what we do, right. You know, when this person Mm -hmm. attacked me, I could have gone back easily and been like, well, blah, 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 blah. I could have stuck it to them, but instead I chose grace and I chose love. And so I just responded with love you know, you know, expressing that I'm sorry that they felt that way and that it's okay. And, you know, it's, you know, let's just carry on, you know, as much as I wanted to fix their thinking, that's not my responsibility, right? As much as I wanted to prove them wrong, that their opinions were wrong, it's not my responsibility. And, and so, 
you know, I love that this is work that you do because I, again, I, I feel like so many people are caught in that. And then it robs us of our presence. It robs us of so much happening here and now because they're busy thinking about that thing or stewing mm-hmm. over that thing. And yeah. I think our role is to increase that vibration so that we're not sinking the ship, that we're contributing to showing people that there is a better way. So yeah. that brings me to another question, because when you show up with such compassion and forgiveness, I'm for me, this has happened where I've been very loving and forgiving and people responding with, well, you can't possibly forgive this person. Like there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you because you're forgiving this person or, you know, or they think I'm doing it with a a manipulation or ego in mind when it actually is the opposite of that. Does that happen to you? And what do you do about that when that happens? Because I find when I have such a positive outlook, I sometimes get perceived that, you know, I'm, you know, it may be, it maybe it is inauthentic to some people, but that's genuinely me. I'm genuinely a forgiving person. I'm genuinely a compassionate, loving person. That's how I operate. I don't know how else to operate. So when other people see that, they don't understand how I could be that. Right. And so, yeah, I just would like to touch on that. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I don't come across that very often, Deanne, I I must Mm -hmm. say. And I think a lot of it is because, again, I'm just in this place of um, and and don't get me wrong, it's not like I never get triggered or I never get hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not saying that. I'm not like some saint that, you know, doesn't feel these things. But I think that um, and I can have my reaction, but I don't tend to be in it for very long. Yeah. You know, because I can keep coming back to, well, what's the truth here? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I know to be true? And at the end of the day, there's gonna be people that don't like me, that disagree with me. And, and that's okay. Like I, you know what I mean? That, and then there's going to be people who love me mm-hmm. and who have the same perspective as me. And so it, it's about me letting go of everyone kind of getting me. And that's the other thing. I've stopped trying to get people to understand me. I just <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, no one could fully get me other right. than me. No yep. one is in my body, have lived this life and my prior lives, like all the things, right? Yeah. So it's not about that. And I, I think I shift my focus more towards, actually, I'm really curious about people. I want to understand you. Like, What is going on over there that would have you behave in this way? You know? I love that. Yeah, I love that 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 invitation happens. And that's what I've been doing with that. You know, I don't, it doesn't upset me as much as it used to, yeah. you know? Now I kind of see it as, oh, okay, you know, I wonder what's happening for them behind the scenes that's inviting that. And I always welcome it as a mirror. And I'm sure that, you know, mm-hmm. sounds like that's what you do as yeah. well. Yeah. So let's, um, you know, I, I want to kind of dive into what are the steps that someone would need to go through? You know, I, I tried to bring up things that I think other people would relate to. Yeah. Um, so what would the steps be? You know, if I want to get rid of, you know, hanging on to what people think, or if I'm struggling with, you know, people perceiving me in a certain way, you know, what are the steps now that a person would take to help them to move forward so that they're not getting caught up in, in that energy? What, what would we, what would that look like? I think, you know, the first step in any, if we call it a transformation, um, is awareness, And so it really is about, um, you know, and I do this, whether I'm working one-on-one, whether I'm working with people in my programs, it's awareness of like, where are we at now? You know, so it's like, how do I try to protect myself? How would, how do I behave? And, you know, there's certain questions that I, that I prompt um, my clients with to really sort of just get curious about, okay, what are the ways that I'm behaving that are not my true self, right? Because protective patterning is not, and they're just behaviors. They're just habits. They are not who you are. And yet we tend to identify with them. So for instance, people pleasing is a protective pattern and we'll call ourselves. We'll say, I am a people pleaser. I'm like, no, you're not right. You're you. And you have the habit or the pattern of people pleasing behavior. It's a habit that you took on as a child to try to protect yourself and stay safe and loved. That's it, right? And so it's really understanding um, how we're behaving as our not true selves, 
that can then give us clarity about, lead to clarity about who am I, right? And the gift that I am and what do I, because each of us are individuations of source. You know, we're here to play and create and express the gift that we are and get curious about, okay, who is the gift that I am? What do I bring to the table? I'm not, we're not here randomly, like God, universe, source, I call it Gus. Gus put us here for a reason. We are here at this time in humanity for a reason. And so it's like, what are you here for? Mm -hmm. You know, and certainly the people that end up in my world, just because, um, I'll just tell you, my mission for me personally is to help create a world where love always wins. And so that, I mean, it's a very, very very overarching thing, but that begins with me being love, the love that I am. And so the people that tend to come into my world are also here to do that. So it really is this shift from all the patterning, you know, the protective Mm -hmm. stuff, the root energy is fear. And so it's this shift from fear to love. And so if we can understand how we're operating out of fear mm. and, and, and then how do we operate out of love instead, if that's our choice, which it is, <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. right. So becoming clear around that, first of all, is the awareness piece. And I take yeah. people really deep. I take them through their entire life, actually, yeah. um, to kind of come to this place of, okay, because I can see what has contributed to them where they're at now, right? As a result of all the things they've experienced and also what has shown up in their bodies, those two things together. And so it's like, okay, here's where I'm at. Now, what do I want? Mm. Like, what do I actually desire? Is desire, right? Like, what am I? Because the thing, there's this idea and it's an old paradigm of I've got to fix what's wrong. So I got to fix my patterns. I got to get rid of all my limiting beliefs. I've got to write all the, all the fixing. Yuck. This is overwhelming, <laughs> right? Overwhelming. Also heavy yeah. and, and really slow. Yeah. And if you're constantly looking for what's wrong, you're always going to find what's wrong and what needs yeah. fixing, which it doesn't. Yes. You're whole and complete. You don't need fixing. You just have some patterns. Yeah. And so it's, becoming aware of what it is because that's really important but we're not going to focus on like fixing this we're going to put our focus on what do you desire like where do you what do you want to experience in your life right um and let's put our focus and attention on that and let's start taking steps towards that and whatever can't come with you on this journey is going to come up to leave yeah it's going to present and we can alchemize it at that point yeah. Like we're not gonna go, okay, we gotta fix this, I'm gonna fix this, and I gotta yeah. go searching for oh. the thing. You'll and be, like you'll be in fixer mode all always. Yeah. And I've done it, right? So I've done yeah. that, I've done the excavation, <laughs> analyzing the blah blah blah. Yeah. Like yuck, right? right. So I actually think I, I I I don't know if I was officially depressed, but I certainly felt really down because yeah. I was like, oh, this is not bring me joy. Right. At all. <laughs> right. Yes. And and I, yeah. I, I love that because you know, I think that we tend to associate doing this work with suffering. Yes. And yeah. I and I don't think it has to be, you know, suffering might be a catalyst. But like you said earlier, you don't sit and wallow for too long, because you know that if you stay in that cesspool, well, eventually you become the cesspool, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so well, yeah. it's and the about, suffering. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so it brings you into that pay, place of, okay, well, what do I want? If this isn't what I want, then what is that? Yeah. 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 And the suffering is really, to me, it's a mental construct because it's this like, here's the thing, whatever you're putting your focus and attention on is going to create your reality. So if you're putting your focus and attention on the same thing all the time, you're going to get the same reality. So if suffering is happening for you and you're putting your attention on, even if it's how do I get rid of this suffering? Right. How do I fix this suffering? You're still giving your energy, you're feeding the suffering. Yeah. And so nothing changes, mm-hmm. right? And and so you feel stuck, like something's got to, I got to right. move through a block. Like, no, you just, it's just shifting your focus and attention to what is it that you want instead? Because yeah. you know, as you know, wherever your attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. So it's like, what do I want? Not from an ego, protection 
your space, yeah. but really getting in connection. Like, what is your heart and soul desire? Like, what is that for you? And let's start. And it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing. It can be, I want to feel more at peace. Right. Right. Yeah. I want to feel freer. I want my relationships to feel more connected. I want, do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this big, like honking. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, can yeah. be, but it yeah. doesn't have to be right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it really is this shift from, I just don't want fear running the show for me anymore. Yeah. I don't want it holding the reins. I don't want fear, stress, overwhelm, suffering to be the thing yeah. for me. I'm saying no to that. Yeah. And that's like a conscious choice. And, and this instead, right? Like actually this whole, you know, if you call it awakening, I don't know, what, are, what do you want to call it? Ascension, awakening, blah, 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 right? It, this whole journey is your choice about how you go because you're going to go on the journey anyway, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, like it's a process of evolution. Right? So yes. you'll naturally go yeah. on the journey. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll either go kicking and screaming or <laughs> you put your feet up and go, whoo, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Right. holding on to the ride. Let's go, yeah. right? And let's yeah. ride the waves instead of getting crushed by the waves over yeah. and over. And for me, I use a lot of humor. I mean, I, it's just part of who I am and it makes it is more fun. It's so, so much, yeah, so much more fun. Yeah, it is. And so it's like, yeah, let's not, I think part of it too is you can look at life as being really serious. And I did for a really long time, or you can see it for the game that it is. Yeah. It is really it's a game. It's a grand experiment. Yes. It's game. It's like, okay. And, you know, and we're I'm, supposed to be playing and creating and enjoying our lives. Right. So it's like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want to choose? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the heavy, I'm not your person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was that person. Yes. And that's why I know now that I'm not because I'm right. like, no, that yeah. is so not. Uh, and I've seen the difference in, yeah. in since I've shifted that perspective and, and even like the outcome in my clients, you know, the results yeah. that they get. So yeah, it does not have to be this inner work. People are like, oh, it's so heavy and hard. And I mean, can it be emotional? 100%. I mean, you cannot move through fear without feeling it, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. have to feel your emotions. And that's what I spend a lot of time teaching my clients to do is how that's do you be it. with them? Yeah. How do you fully feel them? Yes. And how do we get to the gift on the other side? There's yeah. more freedom. There's more love. There's more truth available. And emotions are just the doorway to, to receiving that. Because the whole reason we're feeling that emotion in the first place is because we're believing a lie in our subconscious yeah. minds that, we, that we're not aware of. That's so when right. we can get to that and, and then you can see like, mm-hmm. oh, actually, this isn't the truth what is the truth instead? And then now let's live from that place. That is what causes lasting transformation. It's not simply just feeling our emotions, although that's a big part for a lot of people. And it's a starting point, but let's go all the way through. That's exactly it. And I, I love that you shared that so that we're still honoring and holding space for that feeling, but we're not going to go back and, you know, try and undo what's already been done. Instead, we're going to say, oh, okay, anger, I see you and I feel you. And I know you're teaching me something. What is the thing that I need to know now? That's how we alchemize, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we leverage we leverage that past experience or that energy or that emotion attached to it, that feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's how you really move through it. So um, that's where we get to the desire piece, of course, yeah. which we, you know, it, it's great to have that. It's great to have, yeah. what does that vision look like for us? So, um, by the way, I have to go back because I love that you call it Gus, God, universe, <laughs> and source. I love that because I struggle because I use God often, but I know a lot of people use other words, but I love that you call it Gus, God, universe, source. And so <laughs> it's just so fantastic. Yeah. I love I it. I got that. I got that from one of my, from one of my mentors. And, um, it's so funny. Every time I use it, someone smiles, right? right? So, I mean, Right. It's How just can like, you not smile yes. like Gus? It actually reminds me of, um, for some reason, I get an image of um, Cinderella's mice. And I think there was Gus Gus. Yes. Gus, Gus, yes. Gus and so yes. I think of that little mouse Gus Gus, which is yeah. silly. But anyway, that's my correlation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You talked about getting to the gift on the other side. Yeah. And I think that you're a testament to that. And I think that's where we find the freedom is being able to see those gifts on the other side. 
So, um, and you know, your mom, your mom is a prime example of the gift on the other side, you know, your mom passing was a big catalyst for you in doing this work and really stepping into your power and filling the void that you had within you. So I just love that, that it's come full circle. So, uh, I know we're getting to our time, but I did promise our listeners that we might do some light language. So, um, any, any final words, like, you know, we'll wrap it up and then we'll kind of finish with light language. So, um, final words and how, what's, what do you got going on for us? You know, if we want to connect with you, you know, are you still doing events and things like that? How can we find out about you, Glenda? Absolutely. I, um, and I just want to talk just, I, maybe the last thing I say about the gift that's on the other side. The gift ultimately is you being free to fully express who you really are. That is the gift. All of this leads back to that, Yeah, you know, of just being you instead of who you believe you need to be or that you had to be um, or, or having to prove your worth. That was underneath my serial achieving was believing, okay, this is how I prove my worth instead yeah, of knowing that I'm inherently worthy. Right. Yeah. So the gift really is for you to finally relax back into just being you mm. like without apology with like, it doesn't even cross your mind to apologize for that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, you are, in your own knowing, you're being the truth of who you are. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not. Doesn't matter. You're not here to be anyone else. You're also not here to necessarily fit in. And especially, um, I mean, it's really about belonging to yourself. But in terms of fitting in, you know, if you're here as a leader, often we're being pioneers. Right. And so yeah. it's not about fitting in with the rest of mm-hmm. the group. It's yeah. about it's about being that pioneer. and. That has really assisted me. Um, you know, my mentor says, uh, you know, you belong to the not belonging club, right? <laughs> and so it's true. It's like I've stopped trying to fit in, fit in, yeah, right, and just and just be me. And it's not that I'm alone because I got you know friends along the way. Yeah. So you know, but I also am not trying to morph myself into being again who I thought. I should be and that other people wanted me to be and to because we're not here to do that, like to just be you. So really, that's the freedom is the freedom of the fullest expression of who you really are. I love that. I love that. And you're right about that belonging. You know, I think everyone craves that sense of belonging, but we belong to ourselves. We belong to the divine, to Gus, if you will. Yeah. Well, and we're all connected, right? Because if we are all, if we are, are all Gus, which we are, we're just individuations of Gus. Yes. Yes. Then we are all connected. We can't yeah. not be, we right? So we, we already belong. belong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it really is just how you how you look at it. And uh-huh. um and yeah, in terms of uh what I have going on. So um if you would love to to kind of play with me <laughs> further, um I have a gift. It's called if you go to um giftfromglenda.com and it's the three secrets to flourishing and flourishing is basically what we've been talking about instead yeah. of being in survival mode in our protective patterns and have fear running the show. Flourishing is about love being the energy and truth, right? That is and being free to be yourself. So, um, so you can go to that and, um, and, and pick up that uh, PDF. And um, I just started my second round this year of my Freedom to Flourish program. It's an eight-week program. I will be offering it again in the fall. So if you if you sign, you know, if you get the gift from Glenda, you're on my list. You will be you'll know about um, that that's upcoming. And um, yeah, I'm not sure when my next. I have a six-month uh, embodied flourishing program, which is kind of the continuation of the Freedom to Flourish program, and uh, that'll be much later in the year. And that's, that piece is more around the embodiment, like really getting back to our bodies and who we are and that connection, because we are so disconnected as a society. Well, it is. And it's also just living flourishing. So freedom to flourish is learning how to, and I give you all the tools and I give you all the things, but it's one thing to have a tool belt. Are you actually using it? Exactly. So the embodiment, and that's why it's a six month program. It's much longer. It's a more integrated group. Yeah. yeah. And it's about, okay, here's how we do it. 
and we do it in, and I do it along with them. Like I'm, you know, I'm, here's how I'm practicing this here. How, here's how I'm embodying this. So yeah, it really is a beautiful, beautiful container. So um, yes, yeah, so that's what I have. And then I have, um, I have a new little mini course coming up. I'm not sure when, when it's coming out, if it'll if already be offered or not. But again, yeah. if you're on my list, you'll hear about it called okay. uh, down and yeah. in. And that's, that's like, how do we drop out of our heads and be in our bodies? How yeah. do we be fully in and be in connection with our bodies? Because um, I, I, I mentioned that was my journey. I was very disconnected from being in my body and why it's so important. It's because that's where our intuition lives. That's where our knowing lives. That's where our heart and soul is. So, you know, we need, we can't really be receiving to the extent that we could when we're just up in our heads. Yeah. So that's something that, that's coming up. Uh, oh, in the next beautiful. Episode. Well, we'll put the gifts, gifts with Glenda uh, link in the show notes uh, so that people have easy access to that. Thank you so much for leaving us yeah. with that uh, to, to, for us to all continue on our journey to freedom. Yeah. So yeah. You. Come play. I would love to, you know, I just love playing with people who are interested, you know, have the desire. Yeah. So, right? Isn't it great? You know, it's yeah. totally fun. Yeah. So come, come play with me. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's play a little bit more as we wrap up today. Yes. So folks, we are going to um, go ahead and, and just allow for divine to come through. I'm going to let Glenda take the lead. But for those of you listening, I'm going to invite you to just allow yourself to be in a comfortable position. Uh, you know, uh, taking a few deep breaths will be helpful as well. But the key is to just be open to receiving, open yeah. to receiving whatever shows up for you, whether you think it's weird, whether you feel goosebumps, whether you feel whatever it is, just be open to receiving what it is and then be curious about that. So Glenda, I'm going to let you take the lead on this uh, right. and and share with us whatever is, is coming through intuitively. Okay, beautiful. And so my invitation to everyone is to feel. Okay, so whatever you do to drop into your body and maybe just let's take a moment to just notice what you're feeling, feeling the surface that's supporting your body right now. And notice what you're hearing, you know, my voice and anything else in your surroundings. Notice what you're tasting, what you're smelling. And even though your eyes are closed, how does it, what does it look like behind your eyes? So just notice that to start bringing yourself back into your body. And if you want to focus on an area rather than your entire body, if you're like, ooh, you know, that might feel a bit overwhelming, then maybe let's just focus on your heart space, on your chest. Because light language is meant to bypass the mind. It is meant to go directly into your cells and activate you in your body. Okay, so no thinking. We're just going to breathe and relax and receive. And we'll see what wants to come through. Elisano Utia, Kitia Noia, Sayachi, Utuni, Taikia Payas, Antona, Etelani, Akia, Utsena, Itaote, Akiti, Lala, Kitani, Mori, Kepala, each and a cinema, Alla Kitipa. Kirokur emine alici sinimini pipe ala kisitone tain ton konoin toin taia in toins in manala kite estani tichuchocho se katana mala akapa fani sain toin toin mantela nene katea in toin kayaiaiaiaia sotoin teana nanalea pim pai kim pai un poem saia See Beautiful. And I have some coming through as well. So I'm going to just share now. Yeah. Hmm. Intawa hiena keo. 
untawahayana o meseweone untapiatitine aha viawone unsewamiache wankana haaye chanya hamiache oali undatianyasieo unmakiareo untawahina nanasea Amvaria wasia wa miakeo nyahavia nupia tesi na unke wanyachiri umsarachi te wanyake unsamawia unsamawia na uha miacheo untapia te nyahania ake atni e oema untawia neasia tenene Ya hiena kabia cheo ala kie, ya nyawe. Beautiful. Oh, Glenda, thank you so much. I received that fully. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I hope that you have loved our conversation today in really allowing yourself the freedom to be you. So Glenda, thank you. It's been an honor and a joy to have you here. And we'll be with you again soon before you know it, folks. We'll see you again. We'll be with you again in a couple weeks time. So until next time on When Spirit Calls, thanks so much for joining. Thank you. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.